0: You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan and Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. You've seen it, you've heard about it, and you've probably smelled it on campus, But what can be learned about the use of marijuana among college students? On this episode of Bear in Mind, we talk with Dr. Christina Phillips, professor in the School of Psychological Sciences to discuss the academic consequences of marijuana use among young adults. I'll let Dr. Phillips take it from here. So I thought maybe I would first give a little background So certainly when we think about uh, Colorado, it's a very interesting climate for marijuana research. And as a state, we're learning more and more about the effects of marijuana, particularly with a lot of new products, uh, different methods of ingestion. And I always like to also mention, too, that when we think about, you know, marijuana use and what's going on in this state, it is important to keep in mind that you know, rates of marijuana use here in Colorado have historically been higher compared to some other areas in the country. So that is important to keep in mind because I don't think everything that we're seeing is due to legalization. So to set the context a little bit, you know, when we think about young adults, uh, particularly individuals aged 18 to 25, so when we look specifically in Colorado, roughly about 26% report use of marijuana in the last month and around 13% use daily or almost daily. And in some of the research that we're doing, we work a lot with college students who are using daily. And generally, when you look across the country, the rates that I described are pretty similar for young adults in college nationwide. However, recent studies looking at college students in states like Colorado and Washington with legal recreational marijuana use show that roughly about 38% of college students have used marijuana in the last month. And whether or not that's related to legalization or not is unclear, but it's something we're really interested in, in following. So I thought maybe I would focus more so on negative consequences related to marijuana use among college students, um, particularly individuals who are using heavily. So we think about you know people who are using you know, almost daily and who are, have been using chronically for some time. But I do want to point out too that You know, there's a lot of misinformation out there about marijuana and there certainly are both a range of positive and negative um, effects. And we definitely need more research on both sides of that. So to outline a couple of issues, uh, we know that marijuana impacts the developing brain. Our brains are still developing really until our early 20s and are more vulnerable really to environmental substances compared to adult brains. And so we know that marijuana can impact the neural Connectivity in specific brain regions, and that can influence things like alertness and awareness and learning and memory. And then, when adolescents use marijuana heavily into adulthood, we also see declines in IQ, so in intelligence levels. In thinking about college students, you know, all of these cognitive impairments can really impact how someone does in school. And there's growing research, including in our lab here at UNC. Really about how heavy marijuana use can contribute to lower academic achievement. So thinking about you know students GPA for example, but also in you know the ability inability to complete one's degree. So there's starting to be a lot more research on that. And then thinking more broadly, other potential problems related to marijuana. So of course you know there's the health related issues. So thinking about things like bronchitis for example, breathing problems. Um, we do see you know, with intoxication impairments in um, psychomotor performance. And that's why people shouldn't drive you know, when they're intoxicated. But a lot of the research does show that you know, when intoxicated, people are at greater risk for um, injury and accidents. One thing I'm really interested in too is um, various mental health sort of emotional concerns that are related to heavy marijuana use. So things like anxiety and depression. Um, we're also looking at some of that in our lab, and I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, and then lastly, uh, long-term marijuana use can lead to addiction. Um, the risk goes up the longer you've used. So if you started as a teenager, you know, the risk is greater. So that's a little bit of background. I wanted to switch gears though and talk about what we're doing here on campus with our research. Um, so one thing I want to mention is, you know there's been a lot of discussion, I'd say, in the last few years about you know, how do we best measure marijuana uh, from a research perspective? And you would think, well, isn't it easy just to ask people like how many joints they use? But it's actually a lot more complicated because people are using marijuana in a lot of different ways. So what we tend to find, particularly with college students, you know, they're mostly smoking with a small pipe or bong. But now we're seeing a lot more um, people using, you know, vaping marijuana or dabbing marijuana, those more highly concentrated forms. So often when researchers are trying to learn about substance use, you know, we ask people to self-report about their use in the past. Um, So we might ask, you know, like, you know, how often have you used in the last month and and what specifically have you used? And what we tend to find is, you know, most people are pretty honest about their use. Um, However, when we ask people to describe their marijuana use over a longer period, so if we ask somebody to tell us more about their use in the last couple months, limitations in memory can impact what they remember and so if you think about it you know can you remember what you ate for dinner last tuesday you know i I don't think i could (laughs) so to help account for that one thing that we're doing with our research uh, is we're using a type of methodology that's called ecological momentary assessment or ema for short and part with our research, what we're having participants do is use their smartphone to report on their marijuana use. And this is a project that I'm working on with some of my colleagues here at UNC, and it's funded by the National Institutes of Health. And using a cell phone to collect data is a pretty novel way to collect information. So this EMA allows us to really gather information within a person's actual environment. as, as if you think about this, you know, people have their smartphones with them all the time, <laughs> yeah. all the time. And especially college students, as we notice as professors all the time, students have their phones in class. So using a cell phone for this purpose works really well um, with young adults and particularly college students. The other advantage with this EMA is that it helps us gather information about a person's marijuana use closer to the moment when the behavior is actually occurring so we can get more accurate information. So rather than having them sort of try to recall things retrospectively, we can ask them to report it currently in that moment. So to do this kind of work, what we've been doing is we've over the last um, few years, we've been recruiting heavy marijuana users and we ask them a number of questions, you know, about their marijuana use We ask them about any craving they're having. We ask them about their academic behaviors. We ask them about their mood and anxiety. There's a host of questions we ask them. And we ask those same types of questions a couple of times a day for several weeks. So we get a lot of information about every um, participant. We don't have a lot of data yet to share from um, the current study, but one goal really of our project is to look at relationships between how much you crave marijuana, so that urge or desire that you might have to use. And we're looking at that in relation to things like mood and then you know how often you're using marijuana. And then I can talk a little bit too about some of our pilot work. Um, we've had some interesting findings where what we found was that craving predicted the likelihood that people would use marijuana early, sorry, later in the day. And we've also seen that having more craving was related to lower academic motivation, so sort of motivation for doing schoolwork. So there's something definitely happening here. Um, One other thing we're really interested in is whether um, a person's marijuana use affects their ability to do well at the university sort of more generally, and then how that relates to university retention. So are we, for example, losing students Um, because of you know marijuana or associated problems as you know I am a professor here in the School of Psychological Sciences Um, we have a very large undergraduate BA program in psychology Uh, we also have masters and doctoral programs in educational psychology I tend to teach uh, a wide range of classes, mostly undergraduate. Um, some of my courses are more focused in on things like clinical psychology, abnormal psychology. I teach a special topics class on addiction, sometimes both at the undergraduate and the grad level. Um, so students who are interested in those topics definitely should consider you know, taking one of my classes.